is Namah. That's exactly what Namah says, right? So that's what we've been talking about. So the last two weeks, and I said that I'll finish with this last source before right. we move on. So this, that this message of, uh, based on the Pesukim and Rashi's explanation of the Pesukim at the end of Parsha Shmos and the beginning of Parsha Zvo'era, it's pretty clear that when we, when we refer to the name of Hashem, Yud and Hey and Vav and Hey, we are recalling um, and, and referencing Hashem's interaction with the world such that he always was, he always is, he always will be, and he is ne'eman, he is absolutely trustworthy to do what he says he will do. And he always will follow through. And because he was, he is, he always will be, so his time span may not match what we thought or expected or would like it to be. But it is 100% just like he said, let there be light, and there was light. God's word is reality. That is where reality comes from, is born of. His promises are reality. And that's, we can absolutely build on them and know that we are on the most solid rock. Okay, so this is from, this is, I got this from the Sefer Ha'ara but it is, I didn't look it up. I, yeah, it's actually from the Alei Shur. So it's from Revolvi. Anumakirim es HaKadosh Baruch I'm sorry, I didn't type this up into a source for you. Anumakirim es HaKadosh Baruch mitoch shlosha hisgaluyos. We recognize, meaning we can, we can see that God exists because through three revelations, we know him through three revelations, Briyasa Olam, the creation of the world, Matan Torah, the giving of the Torah, the Hageula Ha'acharona, and the final redemption. There are three times in history where God provided the whole world with revelation. One is when he created the world, one is when he gave the Torah, and one will be at the final redemption. At the creation of the world, the revelation was expressed through his deeds, meaning in action, <laughs> right? He did the creation. Because in the creation, meaning the result of it, what is revealed to us is that there is a God who created all of this with tremendous wisdom and with tremendous chesed. So we see that he, he is there, mm-hmm. but in particular, his chachma and his chesed. But he himself, may he be blessed, so to speak, um, is hidden from us completely. So we don't see him, we see his actions and know that he is behind. You see the gloves moving, you know someone's wearing them. And in fact, Avram Avinu, who was the first person to recognize Hashem directly, did so through the creation, right? That's the Medrash that says he, he looked and he saw there was a sun. He thought maybe that was the creator. He saw there was a moon. He thought maybe that was the creator. And then he realized through those things themselves, the fact that one rises, one sets, one rises, one sets, they work in cycles, 
everything is so complex and but none neither of them could have created one another and yet they are so brilliant and they provide life to the world he realized that there is a creator behind that all through the creation itself by contemplating the creation very very deeply day and night so now moving to the second revelation. Mm-hmm. In the first two commandments of the Ten Commandments, Asher Nemru Bemaimat Har Sinai, that were said at Har Sinai, his Baruch El Yisrael Ponim El Ponim. So we have the principle that Hashem said, probably first there was a a combination of all the ten divros together. That's like one Madrash. But we have a tradition that Hashem said the first two Debros, Anochi Hashem Okecha, I am the Lord your God, and don't take Hashem's name in vain. Uh, you shall not have any other gods before me, sorry. Those two first commandments, Hashem said them at Har Sinai. That <laughs> took our breaths away. And we said, Moshe, this is awesome, but too intense. We don't, we can't withstand this. Maybe you could tell us the rest of it. And so Hashem spoke to Moshe and gave him the next eight and Moshe told them over to us. So we could hear the sound of it, but we couldn't hear the actual commandments themselves. So they were said, and, Hash, and but in those first two, there was a revelation of Hashem to the Jewish people, panim el panim, which literally means face to face. There's a direct communication. Afterward, we heard the rest of the commandments from Moshe. Aval niftichu bifnehem shiva rikiyim. But because we had that initial direct communication, for that to happen, for there to be a sense of God directly speaking to us, means that all the barriers between us and Him, all, which are all the filters, there are layers of, they're called rakias, heavens, right? There are seven heavens, right? There are layers of ever-decreasing physicality between us and the world of the spiritual. Those were parted open like a Mm -hmm. curtain. And all of a sudden, the intensity of God's giving into the world, his Mm -hmm. hashpa in, was reaching us directly and unfiltered, Mm -hmm. which is why we dropped dead. Because like, there's a reason why there are seven layers of filters. This is a topic really for another time, but the purpose of a wall is to separate. But a wall also connects. So if you have um, sunglasses, it protects you from the sun, but it also allows you to go out into the sun without suffering. This, uh, not maybe the best example, but like this, this kind of, you can get closer and closer to somebody when there's the barrier. The barrier prevents you from the ultimate closeness of contact, but in doing so, it also permits much greater closeness than would otherwise be possible. Mm-hmm. Okay, so over here you have an example of that where there are seven layers of ever-decreasing physicality in the world that give us a filter from the intensity of God's pumping into the world creative force of love and life that keeps everything going. And over here they were parted, but at the same time it was too much. 
But because we had that experience and when we awoke from it, we were revived from that, but we still retained the memory of it. We saw She'en Od Milvado, that there is nothing other than him. Remember we said everything exists as a function of his word. God says that's what is, which means that everything that is, that I think of as tangible and having its own separate identity, you know, a rubber band and a book and a paper and a table, well, it does and it doesn't. It has a reality that is separate only in the fact that the, the shape of the letters and the sounds that describe it are different. And therefore, I see that as a different expression of physicality. But really, it's all God's word. It's all God's will. And his will is one. And therefore, there is actually nothing other than him. And everything is only an expression of his will. And that includes us. His galus hatchila el Moshe Rabbeinu basne. The, the, that his galus, that revelation, hitchila, sorry, began with Moshe Rabbeinu at the burning bush and continued through Mitzrayim and the ten plagues and after Kriyas Yamsuf. So this is like a process of ever-increasing revelation, including Yamsuf, where we got to this very high level of being able to point and say, Zekeli van vehu, I see my God, I will glorify him. And then finally the peak at Maimad Har Sinai, when it became like engraved and carved into the hearts of the Jewish people. If you, if you think about that a minute, that's very much that process of moving from Psuke de Zimra to Shema, mm-hmm. right? Psuke de Zimra is kind of the first section of that. The plagues, the, the um, crossing of the sea, and then you get to Shema, and it's revelation of Torah. Umos ha'olam, the nations of the world lo zachu have not merited this. Aval ha'kadosh baruch lo yashir es ha'umos betaus le'olam, but Hashem is not going to leave them in floundering around in error forever, right? He created humanity with the goal of revealing Himself to them. Ve'anu mispalalim u'mitzapim legeula ha'asida, and we pray and we and and we wait the final redemption. Um. Nishakeh haray, um, what's that? when the power of evil will be nullified, because at that time they will recognize and know, all inhabitants of the world will know, that they should submit themselves to the dominion of God happily. Okay, so that's the final revelation and the third phase. Shalosh hiskaluyos ela. These three revelations of Hashem. So there, there are these moments where those curtains part and God's chesed comes through directly. They're overpowering moments. I mean, we can't imagine the power of the creation of the universe, right? Scientists go around trying to calculate because the power of what is hypothesized as a Big Bang or whatever else was that characterize that moment, which obviously we can't actually know because nobody could be there, must equal, right? If E equals MC squared, then the energy of the initial creation must be equal to the energy of the entire universe, always. Mm -hmm. That's, it's like even now you need rooms full of computers to try and even think about such numbers and you can't think of it, people can't think about these numbers, okay. These three revelations, remuzos, are hinted to in the three words, kel, melech, ne'aman. Kel is the midah of chesed. This is a complicated area. We discussed it a long, long time ago in the word, baruch ato Hashem elokeinu. 
Kel is midas of chesed. When you say Elohim, it becomes din. Mm-hmm. Okay? And the world is created with chesed. So, Kel, that's the midah of chesed. And it's, it's the midah of chesed specifically at creation because Bereshit Bara Elohim. Meaning it's, it's the chesed that is expressed mm-hmm. as din over there. Melech, Hashem is the king. Kabbalah Sator is the Malchus Shemaim. That's the Hamlacha. Whenever we want to, that's why we say Kriya Shema is associated with Har Sinai, among other many. I mean, there's a million reasons because it is so completely associated with it. That's our acceptance of Hashem. That's Nasev and Ishma. Whatever you tell us, we'll do. Right? Mamleches Kohanim, a kingdom of Kohanim is what we become. That's through Kabbalah Sator and Naaman. The faithfulness, the trustworthiness, that's. That's in the future. Because ne'emonos means I don't see it now. But I know I can absolutely rely on it. So when I say kale, this, I have to tell you, like my personal experience after reading this revolbi, it really changed my kale melch which changed the shema. Because if I say kale, there's, there's a God, a creator, and he created the entire universe. And like thinking about <laughs> that creation, Melech, that's the same God who spoke to us directly at Har Sinai, and I was also there. And Naaman, he's the same Hashem. There's no change. Who's going to bring the final revelation and perfection of the world out? And then I say Shema Yisrael Hashem Okeinu Hashem Echad, and it's really different. Because in the Shema, I'm bringing all of it together. It's like mm-hmm. the Kel Melech Neman kind of ties itself together like a, a three-chord. It's like past, present, future. It is past, present. It is past, present, future. Okay, so the Gemara in Shabbos says... Which... Um, Kufiutes. Oh, no, it's still... It's, this is the same revolvi. The same revolvi. Kol ha'one amen bekol koho. Whoever answers amen with all of his strength... It opens for him the gates of Gan Eden. You start to see where the Gemara might have come to that. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. When you say Amen, you put yourself back. You can. The word Amen, which is Aleph Memnun, you can put yourself back into those three moments of open doors. What's Amen? The word Amen really is an acrostic of Kel Melech Nehma. Humavir me'atzmo, es kol ha'hester ponim, v'chai ba'olam shebar'o galui, ma'chuso galuya, v'hayichud ha'shalem omed l'hizgalus. The kind of peak of Amen, and I, I love it because on the one hand it's so exalted, and on the other hand, at least I know where I could try and go with it. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Is you clear away in that Amen, in that Kel Melech Naman, you clear away all the Hester Panim, all the things that make it that we don't sense God directly acting in our lives, in the Gullus, and live for a moment in a world where HaKadosh Baruch Hu, our Creator, is revealed and His Kingdom is revealed and the perfect Yichud of His name is standing poised to be revealed. Hmm. Kael, Melech, and Naaman, because in the word Naaman it isn't revealed yet. It's, right. He will. 
and then I reveal it. Right. Yeah? When I say Shema, I actually do. Right. Okay? That, this is kind of this unbelievable, people like to talk about the power of Amin. This is the power of Amin. It's not miracle stories. It's not, right? It's this. It's not about what does Amin do for me other than the exaltedness and the aspiration to be a person who could achieve that kind of open readiness to experience Hashem. It's, it's opening up using my mind, and in doing so, it opens my heart so, and myself so that I just become totally open in wanting to. And that, it's hard, it's hard to do that. It's hard to let it like, but the excitement of it and the, it, this is how we can achieve our personal revelation from the inside is to put us through these mm-hmm. steps mm-hmm. and then we can get to, wow, like that is all where I want to be in that moment with Hashem. And yes, it is completely overwhelming and yet it is completely not overwhelming, right? That's that ethos that I showed you. It's the opposite because in that truth, it's not about my power. Okay. Okay. So, Ravobi says elsewhere if we aren't trusting Hashem, then we're trusting ourselves. But then the whole burden of responsibility sits on our shoulders. That's called stress. (laughs) And this is the switch of Imuna, which is letting go of the idea that I'm responsible for everything. And Hashem did it, and he's in charge, and he has it under control. So even though, as the Chazanish says, Hishtadlis is a chiyuv, but davening is actually more effective. That's also cliched sounding. Like sometimes we hear that stuff and it like comes in one ear and goes out the other. It's in well, the moment of that opening. perspective that we have to do our Hishtadlis, but we yeah. can't lose sight of the fact that even our Hishtadlis comes from Hashem. That's right. So it's a, but what it does is it opens us up. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I mean, I'm doing it here even though it's in my head. The work is in my head, mm-hmm. but the effect it has is to open me up from the inside. Right. My own seven layers of separation right. can open wide. Okay, so what I wanna, the other thing I wanna touch on today is covering the eyes, which we've come across as we've gone along anyway. And then next week in Mirza Shem, start with the word Shema, with the actual, not the Kelmachnema, not the preliminaries, not the concepts, not the Shema. Okay. Shema Yisrael. Hashem Shehu Elokeinu, Rashi says. What does it mean when we say Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad? Hashem Shehu Elokeinu Ato, Velo Elokei Haumos, Hu Asad Lios, Hashem Echad. Hashem, who right now is only experienced by us, basically, and not the other nations, as the Lord God, in the future will be Hashem Echad, meaning there will be only one God in the world. 
from the point of view of people. So now we have Kabbalah's Malchus Shamayim with Echad, but we have Emuna that that will be universal. That's the idea of covering eyes. I don't see it now with my eyes. And yet it's real. And I can concentrate on it being real. To do that, it helps to close your eyes. <laughs> okay? Because this world is the world of the finite, the world of the physical, the world of the time-bound, the world of the, of the chaos and entropy. And so stuff changes all the time. But Hashem, who is unchanging and whose word is unchanging and whose malchus is unchanging, right? If I can close my eyes to the finite, tangible world for a moment, then I can reconnect with that emuna, with that confidence of knowing that there's truth that can be relied on, that it will always be there underneath and will also express outward. So, The ideal way, one second, I'm going to move this back here, sorry, no. okay. Ein lo la kodesh baruch hu ba'olamo elo yira shamayim bilvad. This is a Gemara in Shabbos, Islam and Aleph. Hashem, where does Hashem really have in this world? Yira shamayim. Now that's very interesting because Everything is in the hands of heaven except your Shemaim. That's up to us. That's for us to work on and us to freely give, right? And evoke within ourselves. Hashem does not control that on us. Okay? So all he really has then, a value in this world, is our Yer Okay. So Abu Darham says like this. Nagula Amro Bekol Ram. The, the custom is to say Shema in a loud voice, Kedela Orer, in order to arouse Hakavana, our focus, Bepasokarishon, on the first verse, Shebo Ikar Hakavana, because within it is contained the Ikar of what you need to focus on in Shema. Vigam Huderech Edos. This is also, it's not just that saying it out loud helps you to focus, it's testimony, which you are now an expert in. Ki'ilu, kol echad omer lechavero, as if each person is saying to the other, Shema, listen, she'ani ma'amin ki Hashem lokenu hu yochad be'alomo. I, I know, I trust, right, trust based on past performance. I know I, that I can count on him. I count on God that he is our Lord and he is unique and only in our universe, in the universe. So when we say Shema Yisrael out loud, we're sort of calling to one another, let's say in shul, right? Listen, I trust God. And that is a kind of testimony. Because in testimony, you're not seeing the truth in the moment. You're standing up and saying, I'm going to tell you what I saw before and know to be so, even though you cannot see it over here in this moment, right? And in sharing that, what testimony does is share the knowledge with other people. 
Okay, so the 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 aid, the witness, has their own zikaron, their memory, which is associated with emuna. That's more of a Purim topic. We've touched on this in the past mm-hmm. around Purim time, right? The the darkness and the emunas chabalelos, having mm-hmm. faith in God in the nights. Okay. So that's with zikaron, memory, is where you bring something that is not in the front of your mind and bring it to the front. So the, the witness, the aid, has memory and has emuna. They can't say it now, but it, right, those are associated with each other. The person who hears the testimony now, if they have confidence in the person speaking, they can have, let's say not equal, but they, depending on the degree of confidence, then they know. If they have complete confidence in the other person, then they know completely. Right? We always have like a little, because we know like people's psychology can be a little funny or people can be suggestible. You can confuse if it's really been a long time. Right? Mm-hmm. We know that. Mm-hmm. If you've said something over and over again, you start remembering how you retold it mm-hmm. instead of remembering the memory. Like mm-hmm. We, mm-hmm. we realize that. So our ability to have confidence in other people one, is maybe not 100%. It's close, maybe, with some people, but may not be absolutely 100%. But that's the testimony. The testimony is, I have the zikaron, and in sharing that, that provides, that can provide a sense of emuna to the ones around me. That's Shema Yisrael Hashem Keno Hashem Echad. Lachain, therefore, Timtza, you will find, Ayin shel Shema Gedola, Vedalid shel Echad Gam Kein Gedola. The Ayin of the word Shema, at the end of the word Shema, is enlarged in the Torah and in many Sidorim that are showing you, reminding you that's what's in the Torah. And the Dalid, at the end of the Pasuk, at the end of the word Echad, are big. So the last letter of the first word and the last letter of the last word are both enlarged because that spells by itself aid, test, te, uh, witness, testimony. That's the simon. Davaracher, another thing. Shema, the word Shema, Shin Mem Ayin, in Notrikun, is an acrostic of Seu Marom Enechem. Mm, Lift your eyes upward. Oh, this is a... Lemi, to whom? Shokai Melech Olam. God, King of the Universe. Amosai, when? Shachris Mincha Arvis. I think this is Gemara. I don't see the source of it here, but I'm pretty sure. Okay, Shachris Mincha Arvis. Morning, noon, and evening. Ve'im Tasekain, if you do so, Tekabel Alecha Ol Machlus Shamayim. You'll be accepting upon yourself Omachu Shemayim, which is the letters of Shema backwards, Ayin, Mem, and Shin. Okay? Shehu, Shema, Lamafre. That's the backwards reading of Shema. Davaracher, another thing. Yisparish, Legimul, Yonim, Negrorim, Zemize. We may explain this as three concepts, each one bringing along the next one after it. Ha'echad, Hachnasas, Hakol, Bechush, Hashmiya. One is by bringing our voice around into our ears to hear. Vayishma Yisro. So the word Shema means sound, listen. Like here, actually take a, a noise and receive it in the ears. Habez Nikrar Achar Shema. The second concept follows upon that. So you got to first have Shmia, hearing. But then there's also Havana, understanding. The word Shema could mean hearing. Vayishma Yisro. Yisro heard. Like, it came to his attention. It got inside of his brain through sound. But there's, it means he didn't read it in the newspaper, he it on the radio, right? Goy asher lo tishma lashuvo. Tishma doesn't always mean just that the sound went in your ears. It means you understood. Havon. Okay? So, 
It means your brain processed it. That's right. Like we had that with sight, right? There's the eyeballs, and then there's like the processing part. Okay. The hagimel, the third level of hearing, that the word shema can mean when expressed in the Torah, is after uh, after hearing it, after understanding it, is kabbalah, accepting it. And and the word kabbalah means accepting. It really means accepting wholeheartedly, like. If someone hands you a present and you put your hand out and you accept it and you, you bring it towards yourself, right? It, it's a willing acceptance. It's not just like, oh, I guess I'll have to accept it because I can't do anything about it. That's not what accepting means. Kabbalah means active reception. I wish to receive. That's Kabbalah, like v'hayayim shamoa tishma. If you shall listen to me. God says you've got to listen to me. He doesn't mean let the words in. It means let the words in, understand, and accept that. Now, that's what you're going to do. That's, what, uh-huh. that's where you are. Beshloshtan, yeshno, bepasakazeh. These three should be understood in the word Shema, all the thir- up to the third and highest level. Shema mitzvah, I'll call ish Yisrael. The commandment is for every person of the Jewish people, lishmoa hadavar hazeh, to hear this thing. Shema Yisrael. Every Jew, you got to Hear it, understand it, veladas, and know it. Receive it inside yourself. Bring it in. Ki Hashem hu elokim that Hashem is God. Ein od malvado, there's none other than Him. And that is accepting upon ourselves the His His kingdom. That that's what is, and I'm happy to receive it. I want that on me. That's where I want to be. Okay, so of Schwab, and I think we'll let's see. language is such, such an awesome thing. Yeah. You know can we, can do we have time for two pieces or just oh. what? What should we do you here? Know I can only start because of the way it. Every no, it, it, it fits. Yeah, yeah, I had that same feeling. I think as somewhere along the way in my teenage years, where like the first time I started hearing Shiurim or like Divrei Torah that explain like a particular word it's the language right mm-hmm. and, and realize and how every single place in Torah where that word is used that's the idea it is evoking that's mind boggling and then all of a sudden you explain a whole bunch of things and they become clear in a whole new way you don't read Shakespeare and get a whole new interpretation no. every time you read it No. you don't read you know a novel and you know, like Dostoevsky or something. There's only one right. shot on Dostoevsky. There's no... Right. The only way you get new things from reading things like that is when you get new self-understanding, either in between the right. last time you read it and the next time, exactly. and then it speaks to you differently, or like... Or but that's you that's different. It's not because there's more depth in the novel. Right. It's because more depth in you. Right. Or but like in the, the Torah, you get books, exposed. If you read the Jane Austen books when you're very young... You don't understand a lot of it because you don't understand right. Victorian times and yeah, know, or relationships or who knows. Exactly. Yeah, but but here, it's that the deeper we get, the more depth of Torah we're able to see. Right. right. And so it's just, and that was there the whole time. It's us who changed, but but there's more and more and more, and we never get to the end of it. Right. Okay. Rav Schwab says he quotes Rav Hirsch. Shema, the ayin is big. The emphasis is on being an eyewitness, an aid, right? A witness is not just one who testifies. A woman can testify in a based in. A woman cannot be an aid, cannot be a visual testifier in the based in for most things because women have extra bina. 
And Bina is understanding one thing from another. So the way that women in general tend to see things is by understanding more than just what they saw. You see it happen, but you also understand from the body language what he was really getting at or why it was happening. And that's difficult to tease away from just the facts, ma'am, right? Okay, so women don't testify for those things because of that tendency, which is not unreliable. It's just not relevant to the justice of a court, which cannot under, which is not allowed to take into account what did he have in mind or what what, the other deeper layers of what was going on in the situation. Okay. So the Shema aid, the emphasis is on being an eyewitness to Matan Torah. Hashem says, you, you were shown in order that you will know that God spoke to you from heaven. The whole nation saw the sounds. We saw what was heard. Right? That's, there was like a synesthesia going on. There was a total max out that we could actually see the words as they came. That's a greater eye. The eye in Rabasi, the, the visual experience, we had an eyewitness experience of what was audiovisual. We, even the audio was visualized as well. When one says Shema Yisrael, he's saying to himself that he, as a member of Am Yisrael, who witnessed Matan Torah, accepts Hashem Elokeinu as Hashem Echad, just as our nation did from its inception and until now. You connect yourself, you say, I myself am part of the nation of eyewitnesses. Okay, I would love to, I don't think I have the thing from Rav Hirsch here, a different time. Okay, so this Kabbalah's Omach Hashemayim looks like this, says Rav Schwab. One day, his life will end anyway. And just as he has lived with Hashem Elokeinu, will he die with Hashem Elokeinu? That's the essence of one's whole existence. This is what you have in the end. <laughs> so when one says Shema Yisrael, he should imagine himself standing as a member of Klau Yisrael at Har Sinai, hearing Hashem saying, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, and Lo Yelcha Elohim Acherim. It doesn't mean just, Anochi Hashem Elokecha, I am Hashem, but accept me as your God. Hashem says, I am God. That's a fact. But who's he saying it for? Doesn't help him say for himself, saying it so we should hear it. In other words, hear, understand, accept That's what happens in the word Shema, right? That's those three levels of hearing, understanding, accepting. That's where we get to in the Shema. This mitzvah is to do it. It's a moment that doesn't have questions or reservations because associated with Das, when you've experienced something, you don't look for proofs about it. Mm-hmm. Proofs are for when you haven't experienced something, then you'd want to have a proof, is it so or not? But if someone smiles at you and they're kind to you and they help you out, you don't then, you know, when my, my oldest daughter got married, so the family that she married into lived across the street from us. And we'd known them, we had met them for the first time when she was almost four, not even four years old, they, they were in the hallway of the building we were staying in and invited us for Shabbos. Okay, that's how we met them. They invited total strangers to come and eat Shabbos by them. So when someone suggested their son, 
I didn't need to make any calls about the family. What are they like? But are they good people? What's the family dynamic like? I know that. Those things I knew. The boy I didn't know. Okay, you know, because like we remember him from when he's four years old. But the the family, I don't have to make calls because right, I time passed no. And you... No, but we were still living oh, across the street from them. Oh, you were still. Living... We lived across the street from them right, for right, right. fourteen years before that. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, or 16 years, like there was no, I didn't have to ask about the family because I know about the family. When you make shidduch calls, what you're looking for is information and proof about something you don't know, not about what you do know, okay? When we tune in to Kabbalah's Malchus Shamayim, it's not the place of questions. It doesn't, I'm not saying over here there is no place for someone to ask until they have that sense, of course. But in that moment, it's not about questions, answers, proofs, because what you're tuning into is a very real relationship inside of you that you are a piece of and always have been. And so this is something that isn't the place of questions or reservations. Just kind of plugging in. And, and, that, and so you let, yeah, and you let yourself go in with that because that's something you know. It's not something you, you have to be told. Almost plugging in an electrical cord into a circuit and letting Yes. Okay, so I want to end with this last piece. This is from Maseis Kapai, which is Rav David Cohen. Noah gimliten yedehem al It is our custom to put our hands over our eyes. When we say Shema, rotze lomar ha'inayim. Okay. Bekriyas pasuk rishon, when we read the first verse of Shema. Kedei shalo yistaka badavar acher, so we will not look at anything else. Shemona o milachavein that will distract us from concentrating. That's the halacha brought in the Shulchan Aruch Orachayim. Uva makar, mihadarabi, ayin shambarash. Okay, this refers us to the halacha. Venira, it appears. Sheyesh tampnimi vazet, that there is an inner, deeper meaning to this. Not like to this idea, cover your eyes so you can focus. Da ayin lechulin, like for example, look in the Gemara in chulin. Shehush vashiras hamalachim, that equate, that draws an equivalency between the shira of the malachim, of the divine messengers. Dahainu kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. That's what the malachim say. It's a pasuk. They say, holy, holy, holy. Uvarach kavod Hashem imkomo, blessed is Hashem from his place, and Shema Yisrael. These are equated. Umikivan shebekra. And in the pasuk mefurash shehamalachem sheomrim kadosh yeshlam kanafaim lachasos einehem, there is a pasuk in Yeshaya that says it, right? That says that the malachim say kadosh kadosh kadosh, and they have some sort of wings, right? This, they're spiritual beings, so we're not talking about physical wings like pigeons, right? But they have some sort of of appendages to cover the vision, to cover the sight to protect them from looking directly at shechina. Which is kind of like back to that, right? Because it's so close. So we we want to emulate the malachim over here, which we've talked about all the way through. That this is the level of the world we're working in. When we say our comparable prayer, to that comparable to that which they say. So when it comes to covering oneself up during davening. It's so that you won't look outside. But when you're saying Kriya Shema, the Beis Yosef says you're supposed to reveal the Kesher of the Tefillin Shorosh. Like you have, let's say a man will have a talis on, so normally that's all covered, but maybe that should be thrown back somehow. I don't know exactly how they do this halacha, in order that the knot of the Tefillin at the back of the head, where the head joins the body, 
remember we're also in we're also in alignment with the head over here right, right. where the head joins the body that should be uh, revealed on Shabbos we talked about this that Moshe Rabbeinu is compared to the Kesher of the Rosh mm -hmm. because what as a teacher what he knew to do was not only to teach Torah to the head but down into action he taught us all the way through with our teaching okay and and that this is why you cover the eyes because you have to take off you don't have the talus to cover your eyes like to cover yourself so you fill in with here but he says it's not exactly so because and my review also says shema but you don't have a talus right. so we see that there's more to it than just covering up for focus there must be a greater comparison and therefore like the malachim and we have this example of so i just i want you to see this i didn't bring it over here but because when when you have chazaras hashats right it's sometimes you're not so you get the sense of how you get a sense that it's a very deep stuff <laughs> why is this out of order sorry you get a sense that Kedusha is somehow very powerful, but you don't always necessarily notice what it says. So it's worth seeing. Yeah, this is the Hirschsitter, so it may be a little different. Na Ritzcha, we will um, broadcast about you, right? Venakdishcha, and sanctify your name. Kisod Siach, in accordance with the secret of the conversation of what is said by Sarfe Kodesh, the flaming holy Malachim, Hamakdishim Shimcha Bakodesh, who sanctify your name in the level that is Kodesh. Remember in the Beis Hamikdash, where are we up to? We're in the Kodesh. The Heichal is also called the Kodesh, not the Kodesh, Hakodesh, and the Kodesh. Okay? So that's their level, is that called Kodesh also? Yeah. So where they are is Shimcha Bakodesh, they're in Kodesh and they're Makdishim Shimo. Okay, as the Navi has told us, they, the Malachim call to one another and say, Kadosh, 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 Hashem Tzavakos, Holy, Holy, Holy. Hashem is elevated, holy, unique, and fills the entire world with His glory. His glory fills the universe. And those who serve him, ask one another, where is the place that this is all coming from? In response, they say, God is blessed from his place. From his, from his makom, from this place where it emanates towards us, he turns towards us with rachamim, and he will have compassion on am hamyachadim shemo, the nation that yeah, unifies, yeah. well, the miyachadim over here is unifying his name. Hashem Elkeinu Hashem Echad. Is it the Yichud? Erev Avoker, evening and morning. Bechol Yom, every day, Tomid, consistently. Pamayim, twice. Be'ahava, with love. Ava Rabba. Shema Omrim. They say Shema. So it is, it's directly, it's, when we say Kedusha, we say Hashem. We are going to say Shema in order to be at the level of Malachim. That's exactly here this this equation. Shema Yisrael, Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. Echad Elokeinu, Hu Avinu, Hu Malkeinu, Hu Moshienu, Hu Yashmenu, Barachim Avshenus. And then he, we say Shema, so he will hear us a second time. We say Shema morning, night, morning, night, twice a day. Hashem heard us once, he'll hear us again, and he'll say, Ani Hashem Elokeichem, again. He said it once, Matat Torah, Ne'amon, he'll say it again. Now how come we don't say Shema again at Mencha? I don't know. Apparently the Tunis is the issue over here. We're launching the morning launching night. So 
Okay, next week in my session. Shema. Thank you so much. Can I just take a photo?